everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I am Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to travel to Japan and light off some fireworks together somehow for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the uh, fireworks planning game Hanabi. I don't know how else to describe that, that game. That's, just, that look, sounds stupid, actually, now that you say it out loud. It does sound so dumb. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's not the fireworks. It's just the fireworks planning. <laughs> uh, yes, Hanabi is a memory-based game, but also uh, you're going to be giving clues to each other. And it has a very interesting structure in that you do not know what is in your hand of cards. Only your teammates do. And they are trying to give you clues as to what... Uh, you have so you can play the appropriate firework color and number at the right time, which seems like an extremely dangerous way to plan a fireworks show. <laughs> but maybe they do it differently in Japan. <laughs> just sort of guessing what you have in your hand that it will not just explode on you. But it is uh, really interesting. I've not played anything quite like it. And um, yeah, let's get into the nuts and bolts on how we actually play it before we get too deep in uh, our thoughts. So Alex, what do we do here? All right. Uh, so this is a cooperative game. You are all working together. Uh, it is has there. You start off. There is a deck of cards that is shuffled in this deck. There are depending on how you're playing. But if you're playing with the base set, it's going to be five different suits. And in each of those suits, uh, there are cards numbered one, two, three, four, and five. There are varying amounts of each. So there's three ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and one five of each suit. Uh, it's shuffled. Everyone has dealt a certain number of cards based on the number of players. So in a uh, two or three player game, everyone gets five cards. And in a uh, four or five player game, everyone gets four cards. Now, when you pick these cards up, you will pick them up so that you can see the backs of the cards uh, and everyone else can see the fronts of the cards. So everyone else knows what you have. You have no idea what you have. Uh, and the game, basically, I, I can't remember who it starts with. I, I think when, when we play, it's just like, yeah, we'll just start with whoever. Yeah, um, that's how we did too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on your turn, you can do one of three things. You can either communicate to someone else about what they have in their hand, or you can play one of the cards in your hand to the center of the table, or you can discard a card from your hand to the discard pile. Um, and each of these has differing effects. So the communication, which is usually the large part of the game, you may only do it if you have a communication token. You start the game with eight communication tokens, and every time you, you use the communication uh, action, you will take one of those tokens and put it back in the box temporarily. Uh, it, there are ways of getting them back. But So uh, again, if you don't have any communication tokens, you cannot communicate. You have to pick one of the other two actions to do. But if you communicate, you pick one player, uh, and then you tell them something about their hand. Now, you can tell them one of two things. You can either tell them about the numbers in their hand, or you can tell them about the colors in their hand, so the suit of their hand. So you might say, oh, this card and this card is, uh, uh, are, is, is, a, th is a three, or something like that. Um, the, th the thing with the communication is you must tell them everything of that type. So if you want to tell them something about cards being threes, you must tell them every card that is a three. You cannot say, oh, this card's a three, but tell them nothing about the other card that is a three. You must communicate the full information about that. So if you were saying, ooh, I want to tell them that this card's blue because they are know it's a one, you have to tell them that that card is blue plus any other blue cards they have. You cannot just limit it to one if they have multiples of that certain characteristic. 
which makes it a little bit more challenging because there's definitely times where it's, oh, I want to make sure they know that one's a two and to play that one, but they have tons of other twos, but those twos would be bad to play. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tug of war there. Uh, and the reason why it's a tug of war is because the way things score uh, and the way things you know how to discard cards. So those other two actions. So if you're not communicating, you are either playing or discarding. So when you play a card, you're playing it out into the middle, and hopefully you are starting with the lowest of a color to the highest of a color. Uh, so you always want to start with a one of a color and then work your way up. So you want to play a green one, a green two, a green three, and so on. Now, it doesn't matter what color. There's no color you need to start with because whenever you start with a one, it goes in its own pile. Uh, so you'll have five different piles because there's five different suits, and you want to work those up. Uh, if you happen to play a card that is incorrect, so let's say you played the two before you got the one out of that color, then you're going to take a penalty. Or if, say, for example, you put a one and there was already a one of that color out, yeah, then you suffer a penalty. So when you're playing these cards, I'm saying, I'm playing this, and then you put it down, and then you see if you're right or wrong. The penalty is that there is also a stack of... Uh, tokens that indicate a fuse. Uh, so that's basically you're saying this is when the firework party is going to start. Um, so if you get it wrong, you take one token off the stack of four. And if you ever get down to the bottom token, you end the game. You're done and you score it up. Um, but if, if you can communicate wisely and play things appropriately, then you never have to worry about that, hopefully. Uh, the other thing that you can do is you can just discard a card. So you can be like, mm, I don't want to play this. Either you know it's useless or you have nothing else to do. Uh, and so you will discard a card and put it into the discard pile. The discard pile is available for everyone to see. So you can kind of know, all right, this already got played. So if that's out there, then I know this, I might have this. So you can use it for some deduction. Uh, but when you discard a card, you also gain one of those communication tokens back. So it is very important that you do discard cards at some time so that you can gain those communication uh, abilities back. Uh, this continues until either one, you run that fuse down, or uh, you run out of cards in the deck. Because every time you either play or discard a card, you will draw a card so that you always have either four or five cards in your hand, depending on number of players. Um, and once the last card is drawn, then everyone has one more turn to do an action, either being discarding cards or communicating or playing. Um, but you will never draw any cards. So basically, usually at this point, you're like, ah, I'm just going to play. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to play this, see what happens. Or <laughs> I will discard it so I don't accidentally end it because I know they can definitely play something, something like that. Uh, once that is done, everyone's played their last card or, or the fuse ran out, you score it. And the way it's scored is you look at every single suit and you add up the highest number in each suit. So if you ended with a 5, 4, 3, 1, and 1, that would be 14 points if I did my math correctly. And also a very poor score because at the end you will <laughs> you will you will rate yourself based on the little thing in the rule book, uh, which has varying ranges, ranging from horrible to legendary. Uh, I don't think I've ever reached legendary because that's the full twenty five points. Um, so yeah, that that is the game. And there you have it. Did you mention um, that when you give a clue, you have to move one of those chits over? Uh, yeah, you have to give up a communication token. Yes, I did. Yeah, did you say that? I can't remember if you mentioned that. I think you did, but I, I did. Anyway. I did mention it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, just to clarify it, because that is the uh, that is the crux of this game, where you feel like you start the game. Especially, uh, I had not played Hanabi before, so this is my first experience playing it, and uh, a few times, and so. 
Um, when you're starting the game, you're like, this is easy. And then you run out of those. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> we, how do we go from here? Um, and then it becomes just a management of those uh, chits to be able to communicate with each other. Otherwise, you're just flying blind. And um, so that's that's really interesting. That'll change from your first play of this game to your second or third or whatever play of this game. You will be much more cautious uh, because what can happen is if you run out of those, you can get into this loop for a bit until you break out of it that only one person is giving clues to the other person. And they're either doing something they're doing something with those clues, but they're not adding to they're not bringing back more communications tokens. Um, But anyway, that's just part of the game. And that's part of the fun of trying to manage that system. And uh, yeah, just uh, so I like to just clarify that because that's where I think a lot of the decision making is. Well, clearly it is in there. So anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, this is my really first experience of playing Hanabi. How long have you had Hanabi? When when did you first get into that? Or oh play this gosh, game? I think I had it slightly after it was up for the the Spiel des Jahres. I'm not sure what year it was, but uh, yeah, yeah, I it came for, out ooh. in 2010. 2010. So I've probably had it. Oh gosh. A while now, I guess. Um, although I think when it came out in 2010, that was like the Japanese version, and I think it was like it, it came with another game inside of the Ikibana, which I've never played. Oh, that's um, fine. Yeah, I th- I've I've had it for a while. I think. Oof, gosh. I, oh, I think. I yeah, don't 2013 uh, was when it was nominated. So I probably had it five, six years now. Yeah, okay, I've, well, I've played it a number of times, and. I think every time I play it, I learn a, a different strategy as I'm going along, and it just makes the game h- just harder and harder to play because, as you <laughs> mentioned, it is a memory game because there are definitely times where you're playing and you're like, wait, did they tell me this was a four or was it this was a four? Right, and you can't right. ask because <laughs> asking them will give more information to you that they may not have given you. So it's just like, oh, great. Uh, what you can ask is, all right, do I have this right? Is this this and this this? Yeah. And then they're just like, yeah, you have all of that wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, darn. It. All right. Well, all of your clues have been useless. Well, so now I have no information whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they in the instructions even tell you like you can sort of house rule exactly how you yeah. communicate. But that's but we did it the same way that you're describing, where you can't clarify each card, uh, like go through. What do I have again? And have them tell you. You have to be like, is this what I think it is? And they can say yes or no <laughs> to whether or not you're right. Um, oh, real quick, I forgot to mention this, but this is uh, an Antoine Bauza game. And uh, it's published by, uh, let's see, who is it published? There's a lot of publishers here. Uh, looks like Day Publishers. R&R Games it's, is mine. That's the one I have too, R&R. Um, but uh, several publishers, of course, over the countries and distribution routes. But uh, anyway, yes, Ant- Antoine Bowser is the designer, and R&R is the copy I have as well. So, uh, But yeah, yeah, I... Uh, I like this game. I, you know, it's it's interesting. I feel like this game is probably not going to be one that it's not it's not like a go to, but I really enjoyed my plays with this for such a small, simple, straightforward game. It's fairly light, but there's some fun decisions to be had, and I I always get a kick out of games that try to tackle um, communal information that not everyone has or everyone's got a part of it. But this one's funny because you don't really know what your part is. You just know what everyone mm-hmm. else's part is, and you're frustrated that they're not playing it correctly, and they're frustrated <laughs> with you that you're not playing it correctly. 
and the thing is silly it, the worst part is you can't tell them why it's so frustrating because there are certain no, things where, like no. you should know this information like you you know that one's a one and you know that one's a two so obviously why would i bother telling you this why would i bother telling you that one's blue unless i wanted you to play it what what is wrong with you <laughs> right exactly because that's the thing you've got to figure out for each person you're playing with how they're going to understand the clues you're giving like shelly last game i gave her like clues and she immediately threw those cards away i was like what are you doing <laughs> she's like oh, i thought you were telling me i don't need those i'm like no that's not at all what i was telling you and so she she just i was like these two are threes oh okay and then she threw threw one of them away and i was like no 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 at least wait till i give you one more information about what color they are um so yes, there are uh, I had a hilarious thing miscommunications where in this game. I had I had a situation where I I in my hand I apparently had like four twos in my hand, all of different suits. Oh man! Uh, which to me, I'm thinking, all right, this is great that I. But I wasn't sure, but because she wasn't commute, she didn't communicate. All of these are twos. She didn't do that. Although I'm like I was kind of on the edge of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why she's not telling me this. But I didn't know like how the distribution because the thing is, looking at the game board, three of those four I could have played any of them. The fourth right. one I couldn't have played, and yet she didn't want to communicate that because she's like, "Well, what if you pick the wrong one?" I'm like, "I had a three out of four chance of getting the right one." <laughs> like I, you, and she she just never communicated that, and she's like, "I just can't. I know what you want. I just can't do that right now." And I'm like, "Just do it." I I'm not, I don't know how I knew I had a bunch of twos, but I just somehow knew, and like it just it it just grew and grew to the point of just like, all right, I'm gonna have to discard a card, and I discard a card, and it's a two I could have played, and then I discard another card, it's a two I could have played, and then I discard another card, it was the other two I could have played, and so I got rid of all the cards I could have played. <laughs> That's hilarious. And at yeah, the end, she's hurts. like, "Yeah, that I couldn't tell thing. you because you because you had the blue." I'm like. Three out of four. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because you have so few communication tokens and they burn up quick right away. And then it hurts to just waste one saying one oh, little yeah. piece of information. Uh, you know, the best way to do it, of course, is to be able to say, like, these are all blue or these are all twos. But you, you re quickly get into the point where you have to just talk about one card a lot of the times and be like, this is a two. Um, and hope that that's enough to push people either way. But a lot of times you'll be wasting two turns to give this a clue uh, to clarify a card or a specific set of cards or something like that. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting back and forth. Um, so I have a question for you about the communication tokens. Like, what's your strategy on managing those? Do you guys just use them quickly and then try to fill them back? Or do you, as you're going, refill the communication pool? I think it... it depends largely on what kind of hands we have if one player has a really like there's nothing important i can, can communicate to you then it's like okay one person's going to do the communication the other person's just kind of like figure things out that gets communicated to them you know sometimes we use them to the, like oh just don't di whatever you do don't discard this so we'd be like this one's a five so you know or these three are five so don't discard everything you want but don't discard those because there's only one five and if you discard it it's gone so there's a lot of like all right I'm, I'm telling you what you can discard or what not to discard types of things but it it 
it's it rarely is something where it's just like oh it's just a bunch of communication at the start and then you know we'll deal with it when it comes along it's largely about okay what do you have is is what i i'm telling you going to be useful to you at some point in time if not i'm not going to waste my time because i'd rather have communication working in a certain direction i'll I'll gladly risk discarding a card i mean there's a there's duplicates of a number of these for a reason so i'm just going to do that and if you didn't want me to discard it i would have hoped you would have already told me that so i will i will do that so i you we kind of use the information that we're communicating to kind of make guesses about what our other cards is sure yeah that's that's uh we we've tended to just blow through them <laughs> and then and then try to deal with getting them back which is not the best strategy now here here's here's a thing that i did mention that the, the there's a memory aspect to it there's also knowing what you also don't know you know you know which i think i've i added way too many layers onto that which is to say when someone communicates something to you they're also communicating another thing to you so if, for example someone says oh this card and this card is a, are, are threes they're also communicating that the other cards aren't threes and that's a piece of information most people tend to like well i'm not gonna remember that who cares about that but that is right so huge and so like you're like looking at your hand and you're constantly going over and over your cards going this one's a three that one's a five this one's blue and these two definitely aren't blue and this one's definitely not a one okay so that's all the information i technically and this one i just drew so i have no idea what that one. i have no information on this card but these cards okay all right so the five the four the blue okay hold on all right so like it's because the first time you play it's just like oh yeah that one's a five and that one's a four and i know nothing else about these but you do know something about those cards and that's that's the really good way to play but it's also really hard especially if you're like if you're in a restaurant and like the waiter comes up and he's just like hey can i can i you know refill your drinks you're like sure and they're like crap i lost my train of thought what the (laughs) heck was i doing right yeah, that's actually a good point I was going to bring up uh, in, as a, in a second. Um, this game, I don't think, at least the way my game nights go, is a great game night game. I think it's a great game to take out for this series, but just an FYI for other players. If there are any distractions, this makes this game super hard. Um, because you are, you can eat, like you said, a waiter comes up, says, hi, can I grab your drinks? And you're like, sure, I'll take, oh, wait, in the order. Then you're like, oh, wait, oh, no, what was my, or I put my hand down in a weird order. Um, then suddenly all the clues have been wasted and you will just have to get new clues or guess and hope you're right. Because there is, it's not intense. Like the one thing I did like about this game is the memory is there, but it's not like brain burning like it doesn't hurt your head to have to be concentrating so hard to remember all these it's pretty fluid and it's quick light game but you do have to be paying attention enough that you are remembering as best you can what's in your hand and so it's really hard in a loud setting or if people have been having a lot of drinks this is probably not going to work very well so uh but it's not designed to be a late in the day game so the nice offset of that is it's a light probably warm-up game for other games for a game night and then taking out it's uh you're probably going to bring something else with this as well um because potentially with more than two players it it i can't imagine there's a ton of table talk because you're all sort of trying to focus and remember on what you're doing um have you played this much more no go ahead i the last time i played this i played it while bowling um (laughs) 
okay, I'm in a bowling league, and I'm like, oh, I, I got to get another play of this in. So I'm like, we're bringing it. If we have to play while bowling, we're playing while bowling. And so, <laughs> so she didn't have to do it. She just sat down, and she she's like the treasurer. So she all she had to do was like, oh, I have to do some computer stuff. But she was done by that point. And so I'm just like, occasionally I'd be like, oh, hold on, let me put my cards down. I have to go bowl real quick. I'll be right back. So I was constantly going, okay, what is in my hand? And I was pretty good about it after a while. It was our second game. So. Uh, I was, oh, well, there I, was, you go. I was I was on top of it. I, I we did pretty well that game. So all right, well there's the caveat. If you're bowling, <laughs> that's the exception to the rule. That's the exception. Bowling and I guess it works. I, <laughs> I I have not played it with a larger group than two. So uh, and and also out in a busy situation. So uh, maybe that's just my worry about how it could go. But the, um, but anyway, have you played it more? You have you played it I, with? Uh, I have uh, played it with counts? three and four. I'm not sure if I've played it with five, um, but it's it definitely changes the game because not only because when a two player game, it's like okay, I can only communicate to you. I only have to worry about your hand. In a three player game, like it usually starts off going with, especially if someone's new, going wait. Who should I talk to first? Should I communicate to you? I think he needs to know. Like you're making a decision of who needs to know this information. Is it the person that's going next that should know this information? Or no, we really need to worry about that person because that's the hand that has any information we care about. They can use theirs to communicate. Or sometimes you make assumptions of, okay, I'm going to communicate this to them. And I'm assuming you know to communicate that other piece of information that I didn't do to the other person or to the same person. And you go and you communicate and the other person is just like, oh, I'm just going to play this card. I'm like, what are you doing? No. <laughs> the, did you see what I was doing there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which can be, it's a little bit more frustrating because it's like you all really need to be in sync for it to work better. Uh, and it's a lot easier to get in sync with one other person than it is with multiple other people. And yeah, sometimes two people have really good ideas that just conflict with each other. Of One person's like, no, we really need to get those people. But on the other side, they're like, no, we really need to get you. And then the communication token. There's no more communications when there's more people, too. So it's just that much harder. And, and it's a lot harder to synchronize and do all the steps out of like, okay, they need to do their thing and then they need to do their thing. And it's also really weird because you're like, I know you know that about them, but I don't know what you know about me. So I don't know if the <laughs> thing that I know about them is more important than the thing about me. It's uh, it's 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 much more confusing. I, I, I feel better playing this at two, but it is definitely an interesting game at three, four and five. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited to try it. I've only played the two player version so far, but um I see, I, I see what you mean, though, about having to your, your clue decision, like which clues you're going to give is definitely feels like it would be a lot harder. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense where it's like and also find or figure out how each individual person is receiving the clues that are being given. Um, man, it just seems a lot harder, but I really I'd like to try it. Um, yeah. OK, cool. So let's talk a little bit about taking in this bad boy out and about. And uh, how that's going to fall. Um, I bet this is uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty good on our uh, scale that we have never clarified of taking out. <laughs> uh, because it is uh, a deck of cards. And then you'll have two little piles of chits. The bigger one is the communication pile, but that's pretty small. These are like, I don't know, a little bit bigger than a dime, maybe a nickel-sized um, discs of cardboard, and then you've got a stack of vertical stack of the fuse 
chits and there's four of those so that's easy to put anywhere you need and the communication tokens are you know put them wherever they can be within reach uh what you'll have in front of you of course is just your hand like i said but in front of both players or all players in the middle of the table where everyone can see it and uh probably ideally reach it is the fireworks display that's growing so you'll have <clears throat> four piles of colors ideally probably in your game or i'm sorry five five stacks of colors that are slowly building like ideally four. In your game. what kind of game are you playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah purposely remove one each game to make it tougher <laughs> um and so that'll be there and uh, in the middle of the table once again you can arrange that in any way you want as long as each stack is you know being self-contained and isn't getting scattered around and is easily visible on um obviously what number is uh, currently on top and currently needs to be played next so that's pretty good that's a really good taken out game have you uh is your experience with this taking out or you guys play it at home obviously uh, we bowling. tend to take it out although we know that there's certain situations where it doesn't play well um so for example if if it's going to be a, like a very loud environment or there's going to be a lot of interruptions as as we mentioned before it doesn't play that well because it's just it's harder to concentrate. It's harder to understand what they're saying. I think one time we played it in a very noisy restaurant and it was just like, wait, what did you say? Did you say blue? I didn't understand. I couldn't. What? What? And the other thing is if the place you're playing in has low light, that's going to probably screw you up because sometimes it's diff- there were times where I'm just like, oh, I thought that was a blue card and that was actually a green card. Oh, shoot. Well, like, and that, so, and there actually was one time where it was not even a low light area. She was just holding the card in an angle. And so to me, it looked blue. And I gave a communication and she played it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait, that's not the color I thought it was. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We just, we just took a pen on this. Uh, That screwed up the entire game, is what it did. So, yeah, if, if you know it's going to be a low light or something where it's hard to hear or hard to concentrate, definitely this is not a, this is not a good game at all. Uh, but if if you know the setting that you're going to be in, I enjoy it. Uh, it's it plays well. If again, if you're going bowling, it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> so highly recommended for bowling aficionados, um, and uh, and anyone else who's interested in trying a unique take on a memory game uh, in a cooperative. Excuse me, a, a communal knowledge game. Uh, but yeah, okay, so taking out pretty good. It's going to work really well. The one thing I will say is that, at least in my qual- copy, and that's fine because this is a cheap game, uh, the cards are okay. Like, they're not, I don't think they're going to be um, like destroyed very easily, but they're definitely on the cheaper side of good cards. The, um, like, they, they, uh, they had some like uh, punch out nibs around some of mine, which, you know, the overuse, they'll fall off and or, or be diminished. But I found mine really hard to shuffle efficiently. I don't know how your your set is, but it's like there is no problem so, shuffling. They're kind of like a matte finish. And so they, I don't know, they just sort of like stuck to each other a little bit. Like, um, I didn't feel like I was getting Are you sure efficient. Isaac didn't get his hands on them before? <laughs> Possibly, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure, though. Um, I think it's just the state of the cards. And that just could be because my version, you've had yours for a while. I just bought mine recently, and um, Hanabi isn't uh, as prevalent as it was many years ago. And uh, so maybe they're just, you know, it's just a cheaper version of the game. Still functional by by far, and not that I couldn't get them shuffled. I just found them less straightforward to shuffle than other 
type of cards. That being said, I think they're decent for the price you're going to pay and the quality of them are okay for taking out. I don't think you're going to you're going to have an issue, but once again to be something to be aware of uh for spills and stuff like that is um I don't know with with this card quality I, I can't imagine they do well with even some drop of water or other liquid even for a very short period of time. Uh but I haven't tested it, so who knows. Uh okay, let's see. What else would I was what I going to say? I don't know why I got off on that tangent. <laughs> dunking these you really in water. care about card quality <laughs> but just to clarify the card quality here uh for this uh inexpensive game uh okay so would uh i'm trying to think if there's any caveats for taking out uh outside of what we said i think it's it's pretty good i can't think of any downsides outside of like what i said about the cards um because it's a little tiny box it fits in your pocket and Outside of the noise, like we said, distractions and, and having a difficult time seeing the cards in low light or um, being distracted where you are having trouble remembering what the cards are, I think other than that, it's 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 great. It's great for taking out. So don't yeah. take it to a rock concert or anything like that. But bowling, nope. <laughs> bowling, bowling, and then good. out to bar or restaurant, probably the best. <laughs> uh, okay, so would your mom like this game? I'm going to say a hard no. I don't even have to think about it. No way, Jose. What do you think? Uh, you know, part of me wants to think that in an alternate universe, yes, she would. But I think <laughs> just hearing how the game plays, she'd be like, no. Although I feel like I might be able to trick her into this one. Because technically, as you mentioned, <laughs> table talk isn't easy, but it can be done. Um, although I think I think my mom would just be like, what do you do? Like, she'd want to sh- deep like me, deep down, she wants to be like, no, what are you thinking? You should be playing the two. What is wrong with you? Like, and she, I think that would hurt her too much not to be able to just say it out loud, right. you know? <laughs> right, so yeah. I, I'm going to go no, but I don't know. Maybe if I got her drugged, I think, I think she'd be she playing. <laughs> oh God, kind of alternative universe is this? If, where if, we if drug I could our mothers? Her, I, could, I think I could <laughs> trick her into playing the game. Or in in a, in in a way, I could probably get her to play it, but I doubt she'd play it again. But maybe she would. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just this one's kind of on the edge, only because it's it seems interesting, and you know you can only do so much. You know, it's it's yes, there are important decisions, but you know, it's 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 short, it's quick. It, chances are you're gonna play you when you know the right thing to play you know the right thing to play and de- she would definitely enjoy those moments she'd be like okay i got this trying to remember all the cards i just probably wouldn't communicate a lot to her <laughs> you know just you know <laughs> i'd play slightly differently so she could but i doubt i doubt she'd play it sure fair enough i i yeah i, I just kind of feel like it's just enough things that are not up her alley to to spark that interest um and unless we're talking about alternate universes, of course, because then I don't know. Yes. But. <laughs> uh, all right. So anything that would be a huge turnoff for people or uh, a huge turn on for people, I think, obviously, if you're not someone who likes memory uh, based structures or, or memory um, being a part of a gameplay, then this is going to be a huge turnoff for you. But. Once again, it's light enough and it's over quickly enough and it's just sort of silly enough that I think anyone could probably at least try it once and, you know, they'd have a good time. Whether or not they would come back to it, I think, is another question. But I think right. that's the 
biggest one to th- call out is if, if you're uh, someone who does or does not like uh, memory being part of a mechanism. Right. Uh, um, let's see. Also, if, if you don't like cooperative games, this isn't oh, going to sure, change your mind. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you don't like games that kind of restrict communication, because there's a number of them that have come out, this one and like uh, Magic Maze and other games like of, of the genre. This also will not change your mind if you're the type of person where it's either you're too strict and you're like you can't communicate that, or you're you know completely unstrict of like oh I just mentioned it, don't worry. I just and it's like no, that's kind of like the if you, if you do that, you kind of like lose the whole point of the game type of thing. Right. So if you if if that's if that's an issue for you, then yeah, you're not gonna like it. Also, if you're the type of person who, when you play a game, you want there to be like a set like I win, I lost type of thing. This again, it's a, a it's, it's one of those things where you look up how well you you probably did at the end, and so it's just like oh, we you know scored 16 points. It says this. Well, is that winning? I don't, I don't know. It's it said good, you know. So if, <laughs> if 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 you like that feeling at the end of being like yes, we did it, because the chances are you're probably Probably not going to get twenty five. That's a, like you have to get I can't really imagine lucky. You have 25. to get just the right things out of the deck and communicate just the right things and play really lucky a few times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely yeah. That's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that. That it's definitely there's def- you're playing against the game and trying to be as efficient and po- as possible and within the game's rating system determine how well you did. Um, so our uh, our first play that we did, I, I was pretty proud. We got right in the middle there, and uh, I thought that wasn't too bad for first play of a, of this game where we made definitely made some mistakes. <laughs> uh, ooh, side note: speaking of another game that does that, uh, Ganshon Cleva, um, oh, yeah. I uh, actually Shelley just did as well, but I did it first. Uh, <laughs> just uh, we just were playing that this week in a bunch, and I almost broke the top threshold number there just barely but Ooh. in the second of the top i was very happy with myself i think it's the best i've ever played that game uh but anyway yeah that's a good point so uh, just a side brag real quick there <laughs> let everyone know how great i am at that game <laughs> but uh yeah i i'd agree i think those are good points i i really think this is some a game though on the flip side that that any gamer would be up uh should try or if they see it um someone playing it or, or have an opportunity to play it i think it's worth trying hanabi is unique in that i've never played a game exactly like this there's some there's some feel to it where the, with the cooperation that you're all kind of working together with limited knowledge but that's similar to other games but um i really i liked it i definitely would say though that this is a game that you're going to take another game with it it's a little too light at least for me that like we're not going to play this all night if we're going out to a bar we'll probably this would be a fun one to start with uh or play at some point but i probably would want more of a at least another game not a deeper game necessarily but another another light game as well um I, with this yeah I, I would agree um definitely it it i would probably start out the night and then work my way to something else yeah. Although I do want to now, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue. Uh, the game does come with uh, an extra suit, um, so if, yes. if you're looking for something different, something a little bit harder, something more challenging, <laughs> something to really if 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 it wasn't brain burning enough for you, I would say uh, a little harder. This, this is, is a lot harder. <laughs> it's I, so much more difficult. 
So there's a, a sixth suit, which is a rainbow suit, um, and they have a different variants in the back, but the, the one that I think is the most interesting is variant number three uh, that they give, which is uh, the suit counts as all colors. Now, that counts as co- all colors when you're communicating. When you play it, it's its own suit. So when you play a rainbow one, it goes in its own separate pile. It is, does not count as a wild of, oh, we can treat this like any color one. No, it is it is its own suit when you play it. But... <clears throat> When you're communicating, it counts as every color. So if I need to say, ooh, there's that blue two he has, and they also have a rainbow suit, you're also going, oh, this one's blue, and this one over here that is technically rainbow is also blue. So it's kind of confusing. So when the person hears that information of, okay, these two cards are blue, all right, that probably means that they're both blue, but it could mean that they're both rainbow, or it could mean that one's rainbow and one's blue, but I have no idea of knowing. Uh, so it makes it that much harder. So it's, in fact, I, I hadn't ever played with them until a few weeks ago, and it was during bowling. We played with it our first game. We got like two points. We we died so quickly. <laughs> yeah, because that we so we hard. just didn't understand. Like I understood a few things, but she wasn't picking up, and she was communicating things that were actually not the right things to communicate. You kind of have to change the way you communicate things, and it's it takes it up a whole nother level, and you're like, wait, all right, this could be a rainbow, but maybe it's not a rainbow, but why would he bother telling me it's red? Like, okay, if he t- okay, so that probably means that this, maybe I should wait for another communication from him type of a thing, and it's, uh, the second game, we did great. We oh, picked up quick. That first game, we sucked, but it, we sucked good. You know, we were just like, <laughs> okay, now we know what's going on now. We got like 24 points on that. And so it doesn't extend out the point thing. So I think, honestly, the uh, we did pretty dang good uh for and it was we ran out of cards we didn't like blow our fuse at any point in time oh my god it's it's really interesting and there are times where it's just like oh like you have to look in there were definitely times where i went and i looked and you go all right they have one rainbow that i want them to play but i can't you can't say this is a rainbow you're never allowed to right. do that so i'm looking and going all right what cards what colors don't they have and what color would i would they think i want them to play and go okay she doesn't have any red but we definitely want to play a red so i'm going to just tell them that this is a red and have them assume it's a red card i want them to play and it worked and she's just like oh well i'm going to play this and she's like oh Oh, wait, no, that still works. Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> and I did that like two or three times, and it was just really interesting to like work your way to, all right, how can I get them to know this information, even though they probably won't understand or they'll understand it wrong, but it'll still work out in our favor. It is really interesting. Uh, so I, I definitely I, I like it. Have you played with the the rainbow ones at all? No, I was too intimidated. But now that you're talking about it, I think I get how you would use them and your clues. Because it just seems so hard to, you know, you have to clarify what, pretend they're, or say that they're a color. If you're going to assign them a color, you have to assign them a color. Uh, Because in the rule book, it says that they've got to play that color. Or what does it say? Uh, I think it's like they have to use it for that color. or That is the color. I can't remember. I can't. (laughs) how, How are you playing it? When you... If you said that was red, does she have to play it as red or once she's going to play no, she it? No, she just play it. She can play it any color. Okay, yeah. I think maybe I'm misremembering, but maybe the rule book was saying that once you say it's red, you can't go back and say it's now. That's a green. So to clarify that's a rainbow, you can't um, change the color of the card 
in the in their hand continually so they no, know yeah. that it's the thing is when you colors. communicate if if you say oh these cards are blue and you include a rainbow you can go back and say these cards are red and you still have to include that rainbow card you don't have to remember okay i told them that was red so it's going to stay red no there's nothing like that you don't have to worry about that that is right so i think you're making it a little bit harder than it has to be there but <laughs> yeah there are there definitely were times where i'm like oh okay these are blue and then i'm gonna tell her these are green and oh this one was both so now i know this one's rainbow you can do that and yeah there are times where it's it's useful to do that and so yeah i would say once you get to a point in hanabi where it's just like okay i think we've got this down definitely don't i was definitely very intimidated by it, i think just like you were but it it, I think it's way more interesting with that included because then it makes the tr- pro- problems worse, but it makes the successes so much better, I think. So definitely, if you want to amp up the game, it already comes in the game. I think it's great. Yeah, gotcha. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I think I will try them, actually. Now, it makes me more interested in trying them because it seemed like just so ridiculously difficult. But we've only played it a few <laughs> times, so the more, <laughs> the more we play, I'm I'm interested in seeing how, because uh, that's the other thing too. It, uh, you once you play with one person, you do sort of have a, get into a rhythm of how you're giving clues and what they're wanting you to do with their clues. So I could see it throwing a neat, interesting wrench in the works. Um, all right, great. Well, so that is Hanabi. There are a few other variants in the rulebook I wanted yes. to mention real quick. Um, uh, we don't have to get into them, but basically they're allowing you to play just with a different other rule options. Um, uh, so most of them have to do with the uh, third suit, the rainbow suit, and how you implement that in different ways. But there is one that lets you end the game. Certainly, so the way, way the game ends is as soon as the last player. One of the way the game ends is as soon as the last player draws the last card in the deck. Um, you each get one more turn, and then you're done. What they say is that you can keep playing until the fuses run out, and that's you stick with that being the ending of the game. I, I think we'll probably play that way from now on. However, the last game we played. Even if we did that, we wouldn't have gotten any farther. Both of us had unusable hands at that point, and so it was pretty much just wow. a moot point. Yeah, we all had, we had thrown away a lot of useful cards, <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, but anyway, there's variants within the game to allow some a little um, mixing around of uh, how you want to play the game, and I, I really appreciate that in all games when they sort of give you a few options on how to approach it. Uh, other than that, I can't think of anything else to add that. Uh, that hasn't been said. What else? are we missing can, anything, or I have we hit it all? Two things. Uh, oh, so uh, there are versions of this that have tiles. Um, I think the original version I heard bad things about because the the information would rub off on the rub off of the tiles, and so it makes it nice so you can like just put it out there, like, kind of like dominoes, and so that you don't have to like hold it in your hand, type of a thing, which is which is nice. Uh, but I think they released another version where it, they're like plastic and it's indented, so I think they improved on that. So the tile version, if if you don't like holding cards in your hand and you let's say you have messy fingers, maybe get the tile version. I would consider that. Um, also, I just, like, in the last week, heard news of another version of Hanabi called, and I, it's two different languages now, Hanabi Grands Fou. It's like French after that. Uh, it's something like, it's, it translates to Big Fire. So Hanabi Big Fire, essentially, uh, which has even – it's basically Hanabi, but they included even more things. There's extra tokens. There's fancier cards in it. There are other – looks like other strategic things to do. There's 
something that there's a bag that has things. It might come with a tote bag. I'm not really sure. It. I just heard about this like last week, um, and so it's it's very it's it's it looks pretty. It looks prettier, um, and it has little <laughs> things that you can hold your cards in. So if if you don't like tiles, but you also don't like holding cards, uh, there's that as well. Uh, so and there's looks like there's another like suit of just black in it, which I think is like. Uh, gunpowder or something like that. I, it's, yeah, I, it, it, <laughs> if if you're looking for an even cooler experience, maybe you hold off and wait until that comes out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I saw some pictures of that. It does look really cool. Um, so yeah, fair enough. I do you know when that's supposed to come out this year? I th- probably this year. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, 2020. Yeah, not hey. n- not this year, but. Within right. the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the upcoming year within a few weeks. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, that's a great one. I I was looking at that. That does look really cool, and the tiles are are uh, look like thick, uh, those thick style azul, bigger than azul tiles, but they're sort of satisfying size and feel to them. So that is a cool option. Uh, all right, great. Well, that does Hanabi. So um, thank you guys for listening. And let's see, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us a few different ways through Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also get a hold of us over our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the uh, Chits and Chat excuse me, the Chits and Chat page and fill out the comment form there. We would love to hear from you guys. And uh, of course, let us know if there are any games that we should throw on our list for games to take out to a bar and restaurant or games that we were horribly wrong when we reviewed and deserve (laughs) to be readdressed in some form. (laughs) Whatever, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, So please let us know what your thoughts are. And until next time, shabadoo. That's my first attempt at the catchphrase. What do you oh, think? Okay. That that that's your. I think this is your second attempt. <laughs> second attempt. Are oh, you not actually, counting last week? Actually, no. This is multiple attempts, but this is I I came pre-planned this one, and so I'm just gonna try some out. That's that's just Shabadoo, the weird I, nonsensical one. I don't like that one. You're, start, either, you're really. starting week. Starting week. <laughs> I can yeah. only go up from Ugh. here though, so that's good. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys, and we'll see you on the next one.